up, guys? It's Mark, Dr. Katz, here recording another episode of Cards with Katz. This time, I think it's only fitting that it's June 30th right now, and the new freshly minted doctors are going to be starting in all the hospitals across the country July 1st. That'll give you a few practical tips for starting residency. And right off the bat, I just want to say, you know, the same thing that I said when I gave a talk to new med students is congrats, man. I mean, everyone, you worked so hard and just think back at how long it took you to get to this point. Uh, You know, when you were a pre-med or med school or applying, did you ever think that eventually like, oh my God, like I'm going to be a doctor and it's, it's a humbling and just amazing job. Um, And that brings me into my first tip. And that is it's a being in medicine is a great career, but sometimes it just feels like a job and residency sucks. If anyone sugarcoats it for you, they're just full of it because intern year is a special type of sucking. It's going to be really long hours. You don't really know how to do your job yet. And you're going to realize that a lot of this stuff isn't that hard, that anyone can do it. Maybe not anyone. But my point is, is that they could have taught you some of this in med school and they just don't. A lot of it, you just kind of have to do and learn with experience and you will. So residency is going to suck and intern year is really hard. It's so tough. I never worked so hard in my life. Um, But on the flip side, just trust the process. It'll get better. It actually, I should say, it's going to get a lot worse. before it gets better. I always chop residency into like four quarters. I mean, I guess everyone chops up the calendar into four seasons. But if you think about the first four months of residency, that's when you're getting your feet wet, you're figuring out your routine, you're kind of bumbling through things. And you're by the end of that period, you know, I even chop up that first four months because that's kind of exponential growth. Your first day is really hard. Your first week is tough. And your first month is exhausting. And that first month is a lot. And then you're going to move on and get to your second month. And you're going to be already leaps and bounds ahead of where you were. So that first uh, four months is really tough, but then you're going to keep moving and you're going to end up having to go to the other hospital that your residency program rotates at, or you're going to be in a new rotation, the ICU or working nights or whatever the other pieces of your program, depending on your specialty is. And you're going to have to kind of learn all over right from scratch. It reminds me of third year med school where you get good at one thing and then they throw you a curveball and you have to do a different thing. So just trust the process. By the end of the year, you're going to think, how am I going to be a senior resident? But eventually you'll look back when you become a second year or third year resident and you're going to go, wow, like I actually do know a few things. And then you're going to see these new interns and realize what you looked like and how you were and realize that you were overwhelmed, you're probably anxious, but just keep working hard and you guys will eventually just get into a rhythm and figure it out. My second piece of advice, my biggest second point is you got to figure out what your rhythm is. You got to figure out what your routine is and that takes some trial and error. And what I mean by that is specifically your day-to-day work schedule. You know, I always printed out my um, patient list, put three check boxes by each patient's name for seeing them, putting in orders and writing the note. And then another box writing down all of your little things that you have to do. That just helps you kind of prioritize, uh, at least get a to-do list briefly. And then you can prioritize as you go. Some of the better senior residents that I worked with and what I strive to do still is while you're rounding, 
someone else actively putting in orders because otherwise it takes a whole lot of time to finish rounds and then go separately put in a lot of orders so much easier to say if if you're saying on rounds like oh we have to order an ekg order it right there have someone else call the nurse tell them so try to and, and that kind of reminds me of cooking when i cook i make one dish and while it's cooking i finish and drain something else and i wash that and put that on the drying rack and then i'm mixing something else and then i dry that other thing put it on the oven so while you're while you're working, you kind of got to do the same thing and manage like five different um, things at the same time. And it's a never ending process of perfecting that. And part of that uh, learning process is prioritizing what needs to be done right now. And when you have to call your senior resident and say, like, you need to come look at this patient right away, which brings me to my third point, which is when in doubt, just see the patient. Whether it's, uh, you know, you're wondering uh, on night float, like, what, this doesn't really sound right. If in the back of your head, if you think, well, if I just see the patient, it'll be a lot easier. Just go see the patient. If you're ever questioning it, just go see the patient. And that's the same thing, whether it's every single day, you got to go talk to your patients. You got to go see them, obviously. But if you're ever night float, if there's ever a question, just go see the patient and makes your life a whole lot easier. And you end up taking better care of the patient the more times you interact with them. Point number four that I have is you want an intern to be a soldier and not a cowboy. You don't want someone going off and doing everything on their own. You want someone who is doing their job effectively and communicating with the rest of their team, with their leader, with their senior resident. And when you're not sure, you don't, if it's something that you think you can handle, go for it, push yourself as far as you can in a safe manner. And then reel it back and go, you know what? I'm not sure. Let me go ask my senior resident. I'm sure in the first week I called my senior resident to ask if I can order Tylenol. And I think every intern's probably been there to some degree. And that's perfectly fine. We expect that. We expect you to not know anything. And that's perfectly fine. That's normal. Your senior residents, your attending physicians, your colleagues, your co-residents, you're all there together and you'll figure it out but you need to work together with that team. You know, some senior residents and attendings you might clash with, some of them aren't as good at creating that teamwork uh, experience, but the best thing that you can do is go enter uh, intern year, knowing that you are doing what's best for the patient. At the end of the day, that should always be your mindset of what's best for the patient and trying to work together as a team, communicate with your seniors, as well as with your patients and their family members. Um, which brings me to number five, which is you're not just working, you know, you're the doctor, but you're working with people who might be older than you. And this is nothing new. This is, you've probably been experiencing this in residency, uh, in med school that you're working with nurses, PAs, NPs, other residents, attendings who may have been doing this for years longer than you've been alive. You can learn a lot from everyone around you. And I think that the people who I learn the most from are those that obviously have, have everyone has something that they can teach, but it's also the people that are open to learning and open to teaching. And what I've found, and, and I'm not perfect, I've had to work on this tremendously throughout my career, I still do every day, and, and getting better at this is starting with kindness, starting with a mutual respect. You have to Sometimes it, it can be really frustrating that you're a doctor now. You have a plan. You know what you're doing, even if it's three, four, five, six, seven months in, and you kind of get in the hang of things and you want to not push the boundaries, but continue on 
your path of becoming an independent physician. And sometimes you'll get pushback from other individuals on the healthcare team. And that's okay because as long as, as long as in the back of their head, they're coming through to you with an attitude of mutual respect, of kindness to you and the patient, you get a lot farther being nice to the people that you work around, putting your ego in the back and, not, and, and kind of not making it about you. And the way that I found uh, that I'm able to do that is by always, again, thinking about the patient, number one, giving other people respect. Even if they're being rude to you, you don't know if they're having a bad day. Maybe they're just a jerk. Maybe that's just who they are. But you shouldn't let that rattle you. I mean, it's easier said than done. That takes some um, time to develop. But you need to try to not allow how other people treat you to cause you to reflect and bring negativity into the workplace. Um, which brings me to my next point, um, which is... Shoot, you know what? I'm blanking on everything. Oh, wait, write that stuff down. I don't know what tip that is, but when you're on rounds and your attending says, yes, let's order it, write that down. Whenever you're wondering, oh, shoot, I have to read, read up on that, write that down. It just makes your life a whole lot easier. I know that I forget people's names, forget people's numbers. Just write it down and it'll make your life a whole lot easier. I think that's just some practical tips and taking a step back. Uh, I think I kind of started being a little blunt with telling you how terrible residency is, and it it is. But try to enjoy yourself. Um, you know, it's a great job, and it has a lot of great moments. So try to bring the best, remember the best moments. You know, it's kind of a weird irony that my favorite moments or my favorite days are when like one patient says thank you in a sincere manner. Um, of course, now uh, it depends on where you practice and, and uh, a lot of other factors. But when a patient is just nice and says thank you, or you have a good moment with someone, or you connect with them, or you save their life, heaven forbid, remember those moments. Sometimes I'll, if I'm having a rough month, I'll reflect back. And I, what I try to do is just write down my favorite moment of the day, whether it's as silly as like connecting with a colleague about something or, you know, saving someone's life or just communicating effectively to a patient about their medications and making them realize like, oh, I, no one told me that. Thank you so much. I'll take your meds. You got to remember your little victories and forget all of your losses. Um, maybe not all of your losses. You know, uh, you have to learn from your mistakes. But there are a lot of times where you're going to be frustrated, pissed off, angry, tired, anxious, that's going to come with the territory, but you got to try to remember the good things. And that brings me to my next point of you got to take care of yourself. You can't be sick and take care of people who are sick. You got to try your best to keep yourself physically active. I mean, it's, it's hard to do in the very beginning when you're working 80 plus some odd hours and, and that gets better, you know, in the first week, I think I was showing up at 5 a.m. because it just took me so long to click the right buttons and figure out where in the hospital I had to go. It just took me longer to do the same work because your work will fill up the, the, the work day. You know, if you show up an hour early, you're just going to do the same work, but over a longer period of time. And in the beginning, you need extra time. 
So the first week or two, I mean, maybe month, I wasn't exercising because I was too exhausted by the time I got home. So eventually try to get into a, a routine, good sleep, regular exercise. And if your mental health is affecting you, if you're feeling anxious, if there's something going on at home, talk to a therapist, talk to a psychiatrist if you have to, whatever it is, your mental and physical health is important. You can't take care of people if you're not doing well. Um, and just like in med school, there are people who helped you get to this point. Keep those people with you, you know, keep reaching out to them. It's easy to get lost in med school, in medicine. It's even easier in residency because the days just go whizzing past. You don't realize how quickly for internal medicine, three years goes by and it goes by fast. And those people in your residency class and in your hospital are going to be there with you. You're about to be going on a three to five year uh, relationship with these people. So try to make those connections because the, the relationships that you build in residency are like none other. It's like a soldier, what I imagine, it's like when a soldier goes to war because the experiences that you have in the hospital, you can share with other people, but people outside, you know, muggles or people outside of medicine don't quite understand it. So the people inside of your residency class are going to be a special bond with you. And similarly, don't forget those people outside of uh, the hospital. Being a doctor is a great job. It's incredibly exhausting. And I, I kind of hate that I have a little bit of a, a old school mentality of like, you, you got to get the reps in. You can only read about a push up so much. You got to see a, a lot of patients in order to, un, in order to see and be a better doctor. Um, every residency and fellowship program is going to have that balance of having a lot of patients for you to learn from and having enough time to read about them. And you want to be busy. If, if you're ever thinking to yourself like, wow, this residency program is easy, I'd be worried, but I'm pretty sure that those don't exist. <laughs> um, so Understand that residency is going to be really tough. It's going to be the most trying times of your career, but you only get three years to get your training in. Pick up anything you can learn from everyone around you. You're not going to learn everything that you ever will need in medicine in those three years, but you'll learn the skills that you need in order to continue to learn throughout your life. And there's only a certain amount of time that you have to go up to a crit care fellow and say like, hey, I really want to learn how to do a central line. Can you show me how to do this? Go up to a cards fellow. Can you show me how to do, do an, you know, interpret an echo and EKG better? There are experts all around you. Ask questions, learn as much as you can, and just absorb all that information. Take care of yourself and take care of your patients.